to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. Today is a really fun conversation with my good friend, Katie Deckett, who you know I love to have on the show. And we are talking all about connecting with our kids through media. So we are actually going to be having some really fun episodes coming up throughout the month of April. Both of us have boys who have 15th birthdays in April. And so we thought it would be really fun to start having some conversations about teenage motherhood. Now, I know not all of you have teenagers and not all of you have teenage boys, but a lot of you have kids that are coming up into those years and we want to dissuade some of your fears about that. We are by no means giving the prescription for how you can, you know, raise great teens. We just kind of want to share from our experience how we are doing things and what things have worked and what things haven't, and both from a married mom perspective and a single mom perspective, and how we've developed relationships with our boys, and we try to foster those. And specifically today, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about teens, but we are talking about connecting with our kids through media and allowing media things, whether it's podcasts or TV shows or movies to really take those relationships deeper and spark bigger conversations with them and allowing it to be a place where we can meet our kids and really go deeper with them and show them that we care about their interests and guess what sometimes their interests can unexpectedly become your own as well and so we are going to dive into that in this episode and specifically we do talk about Marvel just going to put it out there. We talk about Marvel. We go deep dive, especially on WandaVision. So there are going to be some spoilers. Just know that right off the get-go. But I think it's a really fun conversation and we had a lot of fun doing it together. But we also are gonna have a really fun follow-up to some of these episodes that you're gonna wanna hear in Patreon because we are going to actually talk with our boys and have them on a mini cast in Patreon. And not only are we going to talk about Marvel, but we're gonna talk about their perspective on their relationships with us. So that is going to be a ton of fun. You guys, we have so much new content coming out in the month of April in Patreon, including a Live Well Love Kit that is going to gear you up for Mother's Day. You're basically just going to be able to turn this kit over to your family and say, just follow these directions. You don't have to put any thought into it. Here it all is for you. This is how you can make my Mother's Day nice because we know the dads and kids have some trouble planning things. So this is going to allow you to be able to pamper yourself a little bit for Mother's Day and take all of the guesswork out of it for them so they just have to follow the directions and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have all of that put together and coming out at the end of April. So there is a ton of new content that is coming out. We would love to have you guys over in Patreon at patreon.com slash live well together. We've got a great group of ladies there. I do daily lives and we have all sorts of fun content that we want you to be a part of. So come and join us. Patreon.com slash together. We've got all kinds of different levels that you can participate in and we would love to have you there. Okay, without further ado, let's get on with this episode with Katie Duckett talking all about WandaVision and connecting with our kids over media. everybody we are back for the mini i'm here with katie hello 
And we're excited about today's episode because we are talking about connecting with our kids. I think probably especially our little bit older kids over media. And then specifically, we're going to move into talking about WandaVision. So at the end of the episode, when we start talking about WandaVision, just be prepared. There will be some spoilers. So if you haven't seen the whole thing yet, maybe, you know, cut out, go finish WandaVision and come back. But I think that both of us, like, I think more so you than any of my other female friends have always had that long-term appreciation for the MCU. Um, Yeah. Which I'm, I've got, okay, guys, Marvel, the Marvel comic universe. (laughs) I'm like, I can't use the lingo um, that we're used to using in my house. But I I don't know of any of my other mom friends who know what I'm talking about, really, when we go there which I really appreciate about you. Thank you. I appreciate that about you too. Yeah. Because I think there's a wealth here Mm -hmm. and we're going to get into a lot of that, but I do think there's a lot here. And, you know, I have so many boys and they're into this. And so, I mean, through no interest of my own, this is not my natural bent, but when they were little and they just Iron Man war machine and they build their costumes out of cardboard yep. and duct tape or and Legos like, or yeah yep. those days there was something so like quintessentially boy it just superheroes just drew them in and it was a world I had to in I had to enter into engage with them in and I'm so yeah. glad I did because yeah we've had fantastic conversations over the years and this is one of those areas I truly uh am interested in now and it's yeah. not so there's been like this evolution where if I'd only had daughters I don't know if I would have ever gotten here and I I would be there'd be a loss and I wouldn't even know it but yeah yeah and see I think there was part of it for me that just from the like the actor standpoint I remember when Iron Man came out I was interested from the standpoint of oh here's Robert Downey Jr. we haven't seen him in so long and he's really doing something here and is he going to have kind of a revival, which obviously he has. Um, And so I remember coming into it from that standpoint of being interested in the actors. And then I very clearly remember having a conversation with a friend and she was saying something about, oh, my husband wants to go see Thor. And I was like, go, why would you not go? She was like, oh, I don't know if I'm interested in you know, those movies. I said, have you seen Thor? And she goes, I just told you, I haven't seen Thor. He wants to go to the movie theater. I was like, no, no, no. Have you seen Thor? (laughs) Go watch the man playing Thor. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know like who Chris Hemsworth was at that point. Nobody did, you know, that was his breakout role, but it was like, I don't even, I don't even care what happens in the movie. (laughs) I just want to go watch Thor. Yep. (laughs) But, but then from there, I think what sparked my interest and kept me interested was when I saw Avengers for the first time, like the first one, it was so witty and it like had legitimately funny parts in it where it didn't just feel like this, you know, shoot 'em up battle all the time. Like there had, there was a plot, there was comedy and from people I didn't really expect it from. And so it's like all those little pieces really hooked me into this thing that then became like 
by the, I mean, we'll, I feel like we'll get there in a minute, but once we got to end game, like I was as fully invested yeah. as Roman was. Yeah. And I remember having the conversations with you about end game and just like yeah. how powerful it was. And I just don't think that you can have a full appreciation for what they do in end game. If you haven't followed the progression the 10 years before, I mean, and you could start now and do it, but there's so many Easter eggs and so many things that just, it wouldn't be as powerful if you didn't know the origin stories. Yeah, absolutely. I remember bawling in the theater at so yeah. and that was kind of my turning point. Like this got me. And part yeah. of it was because of all the history and yeah. all the, and it was some things happening in my personal life. I just felt like, why is this tying in? Like, what is going on? I can't yeah. even handle. And I just, I, I wanted to talk about it. I, I just couldn't not talk about it. And yeah. I a really good provocative movie or book or it should draw that out in us where you don't it, it's not in a vacuum you don't want to leave it there like can we talk yeah, about yeah. this what did you get out of it and what did you think and these were my thoughts and and the holy spirit can work through anything any medium i have certainly seen that in my own life and you and i have even watched some more shallow shows together and it's interesting it's what you make of it what you take yeah, yeah. It, what you bring to it there is nothing that's off limits from deeper conversation or the Holy Spirit ministering through some, there's nothing off limits. Um, it just, it's interesting where you spend your time and where you put your thoughts and how deeply you take, um, that cycling of questions or motivations or why or how, or it can just, you can meet anybody where they are with what they're interested and passionate about. And I think as we talk about this with our kids, particularly boys, mm -hmm. uh, but this could apply, this can apply to Peppa Pig or this can apply to um, the American Girl movies or this could apply to anything. It's you bringing your time, your energy, your smile, your listening ears, bringing that to the child and engaging them and hearing why they liked that or why they didn't like that. It, it's so interesting, the conversations you can have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It doesn't just have to be Marvel. I mean, this can be in so many different ways. And I have connected with my kids over very different shows. I mean, obviously, I think Marvel has been the origin and it's the through line and they continue to have more content that's coming out. But, you know, Roman and I did this with Downton Abbey and we did this with The Office and We've had so many different things like that. We do it with podcasts that we listen to. And we have, you know, the specific podcasts that we listen to when it's just the two of us in the car. And it's so much fun, first of all, to be involved in something that they're interested in, because then they, I think, especially with boys, it opens them up to conversation in a way that they don't really otherwise do. Mm -hmm. Like when it is something that they are really interested in, they will really talk for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, there's a difference between when Roman is telling me about, you know, how he's researching which mouse he wants for his computer and whether it has RGB and whatever, whatever, where I'm just really trying hard to act like I'm interested, but I'm really just trying to get that through that conversation because it's a little painful for me mm. versus when it's something that I know something about also. So I feel like I have things to contribute to the conversation. And what he's saying is very interesting to me because I'm invested in it as well. I just think that, you know, it can feel really superficial 
that you're just, you know, watching a show together or whatever, but it really does take the relationship deeper and it becomes such a part of your family culture and even memory building that I've been so appreciative of. There are things about Downton Abbey that we always share together and he will still refer back to. And, you know, we've got this Downton Abbey exhibit that has come to our, you know, local museum with all of the costumes. And my almost 15 year old wants to go see the Downton Abbey costumes. (laughs) Like, I would have never thought that that would be the case. But when I asked him, it wasn't, there was no even hesitancy. Like, oh yeah, I want to go see that. I, I was dumbfounded and delighted because we had shared in that together. You know, it just, it gives a different depth to relationship when you have those shared experiences and you both know about it. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking when you were talking and said, like, you have marginal interest, but you're trying to engage. Like to me, that's 90% of relationship right there is going up, listening, caring about what they care about or trying to, or learning to, or finding a way to connect with them about what they're interested in. If we're always trying to make relationship about what we're interested in, it's never going to grow because yeah. people are so different. And, um, and I think, especially when we're talking about our kids, it's our job as the mom to connect with them more than to have any expectation that that's going to be reciprocated yet because yeah. they're, they're still being formed, you know, they're yeah. not there, but the better they see that model, the, the more empathetic, the better listener, those kind of qualities develop because mm-hmm. they've seen it. So I just always appreciate that my kids do have interests and passions that are so diverse for me that I have to work. I have to work hard sometimes to really, really, really care and um, to show them that I care. And uh, they just, they think it's so funny if they mention something and I come back later with some research I did or something that they're like, mom, really? Okay. Like to them, that's really fun. And I pull them in to cook with me or to bake with me or things that are more natural for me, there's balance, you know, they may not naturally intuitively be as interested in that, but that's, that's where I come alive. And I want them to see both sides of it. But often I think you can see one kid flagging. There's, there's somebody who's been really cranky or pouty or um, kind of difficult to live with. And it's so easy to stay on the surface and just be annoyed with their behavior or, thinking through like consequences to make the behavior change. But um, when I'm really dialed in, when I'm really spending time with the Lord and I'm, I'm putting my energy where it should be, I find that those are the, the Holy Spirit gives me opportunities with that child to go deeper in an area of interest. And it opens like this wellspring. Suddenly they're talking about, let's say it's Avengers. And then all of a sudden they're talking about something in their own life. (laughs) Like we yeah. We get there, but it takes some effort to be intuitive with how are they doing? How are they doing really? Like, why yeah. am I seeing this? Why are they being so short with everybody and um, kind of annoyed and also messy? And like, yeah. what's going on? Instead of just saying the surface of the behaviors to go a little bit deeper and a great vehicle to do that are movies or the mm-hmm. books they're reading or the or the music, music or, they're listening yeah. to. absolutely 
Because I mean, how many times, I mean, maybe it's just me and my personality type or whatever, but I, you even said it about civil war is so many of the times I will be watching something and suddenly I see notes from my own life, or it somehow relates to something that I am going through. And you can kind of see yourself in a different light or through these characters and that sort of thing. And that's a powerful personal experience that takes what could be a very superficial, you know, just watching media and all of a sudden makes it very personal. And like you're saying, you can go from having a conversation about Marvel to somehow now they've related it to something in their life. And I can't even count the number of times that that has happened, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, it's really interesting to see they, even when my kids, they went to a movie this past weekend and when they got home, they had cast everyone from their dad's side of the family as the characters in the movie. (laughs) And that was very interesting to see how, you know, a six and eight year old had cast different characters, you know, that I was a little taken aback that like, oh, whoa, you cast them as the villain. And the way you just described the villain was very telling, you know, um, it's just, it's interesting how those little insights come through just from watching a movie. Absolutely. And there's something to be said about indirect conversation that way. It's so much safer to talk about hard things as an analogy than actually what's going on, Um, especially as kids age and the teenage years can be so convoluted that way. Mm -hmm. Um, They want help, but they don't want help. They want to navigate this well, but they really, they want to be more peer centered when peers really have no idea what to do either. And you kind of need that guidance, but it's awkward to ask for it. You know, there's just so much there, but through an indirect conversation, my goodness, can you pick up on um, some really strong feelings or emotions Mm -hmm. to the bully or connected to the villain or connected to the good guy who just couldn't get a break? You know, you can really pick up on a lot based on their feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And on that same note, you can also like criticize the people in a movie or point out the things that are good that the people in the movie are displaying that really directly link to that kid. But you're not saying it directly about them. You're saying it about this person in the movie. And so they're able to receive it a little bit easier than if you were to say it just straight to them. Like, this is what I see in you. But when you're able to pull it out by the character, it's so much easier to then not only point it out, but have a discussion about it. Yeah. Let them connect the dots and you just set the scene a little bit and let them go, you know, deeper there themselves. Yeah. And to see the evolution of characters too, I think is really helpful and powerful. I mean, specifically, I think of like Iron Man and how, you know, cocky he is to start out with and how his goals are really very self-centered in the beginning to the point that he gets at at the end of Endgame. Like that's why that's as powerful as that is. Sure, that's a powerful thing in the movie. Great that he's so self-sacrificial, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you haven't gone with him from the point of who he was to begin with as this, you know, major weapons manufacturer who just wanted money and was a playboy and like all the rest to where he got to as this sacrificial family man who was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have that kind of meaning. And to be able to have your kids see the evolution of how characters grow 
and change. I even think of like with Thor, you know, you look at the first movie and he's very serious and he's a god and he's, you know, like all of this stuff. And it, it seems very like we are going to make a superhero movie and it's going to be a very serious superhero movie to where you get in Ragnarok or even in Endgame where he's fat and, you know, completely lost his way, you know, you, you see how these characters change and what impacts them and, you know, that you can even learn to appreciate humor more as your character develops. And, you know, I just think there's so many interesting conversations to be had around character development to be yeah. able to pull pull out and point out to our kids. Yeah, it makes it makes them real. Yeah. You know, which you can tell when you're reading a really quality book versus like just something very shallow. And yeah, you do more work to go deeper versus if you're reading something more quality, it's kind of right there for the taking. Like the the character yeah. has developed, the character has grown. You've watched it and you're more invested because they're so real. They're so yeah similar to what a, a human being actually does go through versus yeah. the character static they never change and it's predictable you still can glean things from it but you just have to have so much more effort mm -hmm. and even maybe dismantling that a little bit about why that doesn't work or but if the more quality stuff that you're the diet that you're taking in the better conversations you can have, I think, well, just the easier, the easier conversations you can have. But that's not always true with the teen years. Sometimes it's hard to get them to want um, something other than just entertainment. Yeah. But it's still possible. I still think yes. you, can, you can connect and go deeply. You just have to put in a little bit more effort on the, on yeah. the front end. Ladies, today I'm so excited to tell you about a company that I have recently fallen in love with for my hair care, and that is Gemist. Now, I don't know about you, but my hair has definitely changed over the years. The oiliness, a little bit of the structure of it. And so I always love when I can find a product that is really tailored to the specific things that I am dealing with. And that is why I love Gemist. Because what you do is go to their website and you take a quick two-minute quiz, and then their fancy-schmancy algorithm matches you with the best shampoo and conditioner for your actual hair and a scalp balancing bar. Now, I thought this was really interesting and different. A lot of us are using a ton of dry shampoo these days, trying to get away with not washing our hair as long as possible. And this scalp balancing bar has really helped me to get a lot of longevity out of that. I am truly loving it. I love the smells of these products. I love the way that they're formulated. I just think they've done such a good job and this algorithm really seems to be working, which is so much fun. Plus, there's a ton of other benefits to this company. They're women-owned. They have a subscription service where you can save 20% on every order with their Smart Subscribe, plus you get free shipping. And your subscription is totally personalized to what you need based on the length of your hair, your washing frequency, all of that. So you can get it as often or not as you need to. It's a totally flexible subscription where you can even skip shipments if you need to. They have free returns. They have high-quality ingredients that are free of sulfates, parabens, dyes. They're never tested on animals. I love all of that. I love that they ship it right to my door. And have I mentioned that it smells amazing? You guys, it's hard to describe, but as they put it, it's a mix of berries, pink pepper, lily of the valley, rose, crushed tonka bean, amber, and a splash of orange. I love anything citrus. Listen, it's just really complex and it is a beautiful scent. 
I'm loving it. I think that you will really love it too. And so if you are ready to have the best hair of your life, you're going to want to try Gemis just like I have. And right now my listeners can give Gemis a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner smart subscription. Smart subscribers already save 20% on each order. So this is an amazing deal. And with free two-day shipping, you can have it before the weekend. Just visit Gemist.com to get your personalized recommendation and enter live well at checkout for 20% off and free two-day shipping. That's Gemist.com, G-E-M-M-I-S-T.com and enter the code live well at checkout to get the best hair of your life. And thank you to Gemist for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. Well, and I actually sometimes have the opposite problem. I'm going to admit right now, and I, well, I told you earlier on a Marco Polo, but I find myself a lot of times, because like Roman and I, obviously we watch the Marvel stuff together and there's a lot of new Marvel stuff coming out right now, but we also watch like This Is Us and that sort of thing. And I'm usually the one like, would you just be quiet? <laughs> like, I want to, I'm having a moment here. I want to take in what they're saying in the show. And I don't want your commentary unless you are going to pause the show and then we can talk about it. You are ruining this for me. <laughs> like, just stop it. I'm so glad you have insight unless you are making fun of these characters, at which point this is not appropriate. Your mother is crying. <laughs> I need you to not be doing what you're doing right now. Which I feel like is a lesson in and of itself. I'm for his future wife, you know, he's learning how to let her have her emotions while she's watching a show. Well, and isn't that different though? I mean, women are so sucked in with emotion. And I think men um, or boys becoming men, you know, they it'll take them a while to get to the emotional part. They're they're focused on the action. They're focused on yeah that kind of dynamic. So it is interesting to watch it side by side. And I don't enjoy that either. I like to maybe watch it together, but not have that powerful conversation right after. Like I'm not yeah. ready. Or in the middle of it. Like, no. just let me like, and this specifically happened in WandaVision in the last episode. And I was having a moment and it was like, no, don't, don't talk. Don't make fun of anything. <laughs> don't say a word. Just let me like fully experience this. It's hard for me as a three to let my emotions come out. So if they are doing their thing, you just need to let me ride this wave. Mm, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But don't feel pressure that it has to be, you don't, ha it, there's no formula here. Yeah. Know? But wait until those thoughts come to you. Wait until the, the kid wants to talk, like seize the moment. You'll know when it is, but yeah. it doesn't have to be the second that you turn it off. Okay, now kids, what did we get? Like, that's not- Yeah, no. I think it's, hey, let's go get a milkshake and talk about that because I just need to talk about it and hear your thoughts. I've got to hear what you thought about that. Yeah. Usually that they're like, oh, milkshake. Oh, yes, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, and so much of it, I mean, most of the time for me, it doesn't even take that. It's I'm in the kitchen making dinner or whatever, and he pops in and he'll say, oh, what about this thing that happened? Or I wonder what's going to happen. Or he'll have some theory about how, where he thinks the story is going to go. Or like so much of it is organic. You don't need us to give you a book of like, I don't know why this comes to mind, like deconstructing penguins. Like you don't need the, like, this is how you're going to have your Marvel movie club. And these are the kinds of questions you're going to need to talk about to draw out the deeper points. That's 
the magic of doing this kind of thing with your kids is it's naturally going to happen because they are so well done. You are going to have feelings and thoughts and things to think about it and say about it. And so are your kids. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's going to happen naturally. If you, I would say almost if you make opportunities or if you don't, but definitely if you do, like, Mm -hmm. I love those car rides with Roman. I think car rides are really powerful too, because especially boys, I think open up more because they don't have to actually look at you. So, yep. And they will just start talking. And so that's a great time to bring stuff up. But I think you don't need us to give you like a guide. You just need to start partaking in these things together and it will happen. Yeah. It's a matter of showing up. And I think this episode, we just want it to be a friendly reminder, like go to where they are. That's how you show up right now in your kids' lives as you go to where they are, what they're passionate about, ask questions, dig a little. That's, that's, and WandaVision, because it's something that just came out, we've both found, and it's one of those mystery box you know, where they like lost was that my family really resonated with that. It doesn't give you the answers yeah. and it forces you because WandaVision was a series that was released once a week, mm-hmm. boy, they held back and they made yeah. think, and you didn't get the answers right away. And I think, especially for our kids generation, they're so used to instant gratification. Yeah. Yep. And it really made them work. It made yeah. them, wait. it made them, I loved that. That was probably one of my favorite things about the series, the way they dropped it on yeah. Friday and it wasn't, it wasn't something that the whole series one dropped and they could just binge it. Like they yeah. had to, they had to put in that effort of waiting and thinking. And so the conversations were just ready made for mm-hmm. like, what is going on and what do you think is going to happen and why are they doing this? Yeah. They, you know, they didn't really get the references to the sitcoms. Yeah. I did. Because yeah. I, me too. I, that was our generation, you know, to live through the reruns of the Brady Bunch, yeah. Dick Van Dyke, and I love yep. and then to and live- Bewitched and yeah. Adrian Magini and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And the growing pains and that was current. Full house growing pains. That was yeah while I was growing up. So I so that was so compelling to me. I thought, yeah. man, are they pulling in the moms? <laughs> yeah. It was that was yeah. And it was great to like explain those to the kids and show them like the opening songs yes yeah we were like whoa no way <laughs> yeah yep and even the commercials and like all the references <laughs> to products that they've had throughout the marvel universe but then they made them from that era and just all the different sets and how those things were i mean just that alone was a fun conversation to have over the weeks and especially i mean it took until the fourth episode for yeah. you to really have any questions answered. Yeah. They kept so much in the can that you couldn't, like you still were just going like, what is happening? Yeah. What is going on? How did this develop? Yeah. And just that alone. And it just so there were callbacks, things you wouldn't necessarily catch on to if you didn't know the rest of it. Do you see me giving like a huge plug for you need to go back and start at Iron Man one, but like there were things like just, and just the silliest, stupidest little callbacks where, um, like, you know, when the FBI agent, I can't remember his name meets, Oh, why can't I remember anybody's names now? Wait, Wu or the, yes. Wu and the girl who goes in, what is it? Monica Rambo. Yes. Monica. Okay. So she 
when they meet at the Westview sign and he pulls out his card mm -hmm. and that was a direct reference back to Ant-Man when he couldn't figure out how to do that trick. Oh, see, you're going to be so much better at that stuff than I am. I don't, I don't yeah. in my head, but that's fun. Yeah. And so there's like all those little things that even like Roman and I will go and watch the YouTube videos where it'll point out all of those little things where before they even said whose daughter she was, we knew whose daughter she was, you know, like just little stuff like that, which happened in the first episode, but it was because we watched a TikTok video that was like, hey, that's the daughter of so-and-so and that's why this is going to be important and you know those things have been really fun to we like we love finding the easter eggs and all yeah. of the callbacks to everything else that has happened in the marvel universe so that it's just so kind of takes it another level deeper definitely yeah. and i think the fact that you get excited about that yeah, I think that's just so fun because then you're doing it together. You know, you're not trying to connect like you really are. Like, yeah, this is fun. Like I'm legitimately in this. It's been enough years now where it's not just interest manufactured like, OK, there's another Marvel thing out. Like this has become our thing that we enjoy doing together. Even when I picked Roman up yesterday because Falcon Winter Soldier came out this past Friday and I was like, yeah, so I couldn't wait. And I went ahead and watched it. <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, I'm just messing with you. But you should be so grateful that I didn't watch it because I was bored and alone and I really wanted to watch it. But I didn't. I waited for you. And so, yeah, even those kinds of things like that we just like mess with each other on. He knows that like if he goes to a Marvel movie with the other side of the family, I'm like burned. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't get to do that without me. This is our thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just as invested. Like I want to know what happens and specifically, I mean, it's so powerful WandaVision because now we're in the fourth, how I can't think of what it's called the fourth section, that's not the right word, of the Marvel Universe. There have been three already. This is the beginning of the fourth, like, installment or whatever. Okay. And the fact that they started it with a female-driven show, which nothing else, I mean, it will be when Black Widow comes out, but nothing else in the Marvel Universe up till now has been centered on a woman. And for anybody right now who's like, what about Wonder Woman? That is not Marvel. Okay, guys. Captain Marvel. Oh, well, yes, I guess that's true. That's true. I missed that. You're right. But that's um, recent. I mean, that, that is more recent. And this one harkens back farther, you know, because okay. we've had her since Ultron. So there's more, more backstory there with her, yeah. I guess. Okay. So you are right. There is Captain Marvel. But I guess I'm I'm not as big of a Captain Marvel fan as other people. Really? I, I'm not a fan of Brie Larson. Okay. And I don't think she did a good job. That is my hot take on that. Yeah. But I really like Elizabeth Olsen. I think she is an amazing actress. I think the range that she showed in WandaVision, like you might be thinking, oh, it's just like a superhero movie. You guys, there was emotion. There was 
like depth in these shows and the fact that she had to go from playing like a 50s role and then fully embodying what that style of acting was like back then through all of these different genres that she completely pulled off each and every one of them. Yeah, she did. To also being the superhero and showing the weak times and going everything from being like super ultra glamorous in the show to also wearing sweatpants and having her hair fall out of her messy bun and just like just trying to get by like kind of coming undone at the seams and it was a picture of this woman who is just trying to deal with her grief and oh if all of us haven't had to deal with grief in the last year but also like for me very specifically in a lot of ways And by the time we got to some of those later episodes where that really was being shown just so clearly of how she was just trying to process the loss of everything she'd had in her life and the choices that she was making. So we're getting into spoilers here, guys, but the choices that she was making that were self-sacrificing in order to do the right thing were, that was incredibly powerful because it was absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, it sure was. And it just, it left, it leaves us with so much good talk about grief and Mm -hmm. loss and um, how your own grief, how you need to to process it. But also she took a lot of people down. Yeah. So, and I likened it to the, when the boys and I talked about it to like, she put on her oxygen mask but then she put on everyone around her's oxygen mask too. Like she couldn't get enough oxygen. So she took all of theirs until everybody was sucked into her grief and couldn't get out. Yeah. Um, She herself wasn't in a, even though she'd created this and this is what she wanted and it wasn't stable. It wasn't, there was something Mm -hmm. deep in her soul that just didn't ring true with it. Like she was willing to sacrifice it. Yeah. And she was so far in that she didn't even have an awareness of what she was doing. Yeah, she didn't know. She didn't know how she created this world. And, you know, the one thing I was really disappointed about with Marvel, the one thing, because I really liked this, the way they went about this. I thought letting Wanda stand as the bad guy was Mm -hmm. a much more powerful discussion than suddenly having a bad guy. And it... See, I don't know that she's not the bad guy still. Well, arguments could be made either way, but when they brought Agnes in, I just was disappointed. I thought, I don't want to go here where now there's the bad guy, the real bad guy who's who's motivated by envy. I wanted to talk about her motivations motivated by grief and that producing, mm-hmm. you know, but the bad guy. I almost think though that Agnes kind of came in as like a counselor to her. And I mean, especially that episode where she walks her through all of these backstory things that happened and really, I mean, in some ways, in a very processing way, she wasn't just being evil all through that episode. She was pulling things out and making realizations and connecting things together. And I don't necessarily think that it made just Agnes the bad guy. I think it showed just how bad Wanda can be. And mm-hmm. I think that the last end credit scene proved that as well. Like you're thinking she's she's 
now been self-sacrificing and she's got it all together, but oh wait, uh-oh, mm-hmm. where, where is she going? Mm-hmm. And are they going to partner together to be a, you know, a duo and a bad force, which I think may actually be what happened in the comics that oh, she does turn bad. So that's an interesting conversation too. It is because her grief changed her. Yeah. She couldn't properly handle that amount of grief. And where did she put it into this false reality that then also proved untrue? Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the salvation she needed it to be. And it just changed the essence of her. Now she's yeah. somebody who could be bad. She could be manipulative to get what she needs and wants. Yeah. Well, and we've seen that happen to her so many times throughout all the movies and why they ended up like secluding her into that base or whatever, because she ends up doing a lot of damage and killing a lot of people, but then going like, oh no, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. But then she does it again. And so it's kind of amping up to this point where she hasn't had an awareness before now of how she was able to do that or how that exactly happened. But I feel like now after Mm -hmm. Agnes, she has the know-how. She like when she put up the runes and she was like, you don't have any power here because you taught me how to make you not have power. The more she's becoming aware of everything is making her now not just powerful but strategic in the way she's doing it Mm, good point so that's that could make her into a very scary and powerful villain because she has compassion because she is empathetic because she has a heart Mm -hmm. those are the villains that I think are you know when you you're just dealing with pure evil yeah you're not you don't have a complex group of feelings there They're mm-hmm. just that. but when you have to do the deeper work of like what happened here to change you from this to that it's such yeah. a compelling story yeah and it really challenges you to mm-hmm. know did you watch man in the high castle Mm-mm. I okay. started to it was too dark yeah it is pretty dark but there is a character in that show that very much has that as well because at first he just starts out and he's the Nazi and he's like in charge of the Reich in America and you're just like oh this dude is bad and then you realize that his son has muscular dystrophy so under the Reich he they should be getting rid of him because they would get rid of anyone who wasn't Hmm. perfect or whatever and then for him to start to like have the scales fall from his eyes and realize like, this is not okay. And I will do whatever I have to, to protect my son. It's all of a sudden they have to grapple with these questions of what they've been doing. And that, like you said, he could have just been the bad guy, just the Nazi, but those points where you actually have to feel for him and that his emotions are real and difficult, that is a very different thing to have to confront. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's healthy. It, that's good heart work, you know, yeah. to, to understand people, to care enough to understand mm-hmm. their story, and to not yeah. just judge on black and white, but to to go mm-hmm. a little deeper. And I liked that with Wanda, we were alongside her, confused by her, and then yeah. understanding, and then heartbroken with her. 
but you can't really get to the place where you agree with her choices, you know, yeah. even and you wrestle and that wrestling is so healthy. Yeah. What would you have done in that place? Would you have made the same decision? Yeah. How would you have processed grief differently? Would you let your self-care take you under and everyone around you? Is yeah. that the right answer? It, no, obviously, but why? And how do you prevent that? And like, there's so many good um, wrestling questions to have and to think through about Wanda. And she just was such a compelling character. I think because part of her motivation is as a mom, you know, yeah, as a wife, but as a mom, yeah, yeah. what she was willing to, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't, do we even say that? Like that gives a lot away about the end yeah. of the story, but just the, the process she had to go through to do the yeah. right thing was as a mom, so heartbreak. Like yeah. I, Oh yeah. Ladies, my life feels crazy at the moment. Does your life feel crazy? Because now that my kids are mostly back to school, but have kind of insane schedules and all of the activities are starting back up and everything, it can be a lot to juggle. And especially when I want to fit in a workout and not just any workout, but I really enjoy doing yoga because not only does it make me feel more fit and helps my body to feel in alignment, but it also helps me to calm my brain down and helps me to not think about all the stressors. Even if it's just for a little bit of time, I can just kind of block all that out and focus on taking care of myself. But it can be really hard to find good yoga online these days. It's really hard to be able to go into a studio studio anymore and be able to do it. And some people who have tried it in a studio are just really intimidated by the experience because it can be a lot. There's yogi masters who go to these classes and you can be like, I, I can't do what they're doing. But that is where bulldog yoga enters the scene. Bulldog yoga online is about taking the intimidation out of yoga and replacing it with music, smiles, and no judgment. Plus they make it incredibly convenient. Bulldog online is about making yoga fun. Yes, fun. And bulldog streaming online classes are available on demand anytime, any place on your schedule. Bulldog even offers classes for kids and teens so you can get your bulldog on and get moving with the whole family, which is really helpful when kids are still in and out of school. Bulldog online classes are easy to follow and set to great playlists meant to motivate and keep you and your family smiling throughout the movement. And there are choices for all levels, from beginner classes to heart-pumping workouts, and there's tons of class length options to fit your schedule. This is a huge bonus for me that their classes range in length from 12 minutes all the way up to 60 minutes so I can really always find something that can fit into my day which has really been the essential part for me because every day looks different for me so when I can find the class that's going to fit that perfect amount of time that I have it allows me to actually be able to do it and get back into this routine of doing yoga again that I honestly lost a lot of during the pandemic I am so loving having the accessibility to Bulldog Online. So try your first 30 days for free at bulldogonline.com. That's bulldogonline.com. Use the code LIVEWELL for an additional 50% off your first paid month. So again, that's bulldogonline.com. Coupon code LIVEWELL. You'll get an additional 50% off your first month after your 30 days free. That's an amazing deal. And thank you to Bulldog Online for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. Well, and... And the, the stabilizing force that Vision was, and to see him start to figure things out, that was something that really threw Roman, because he was like, if he was created by Wanda, 
how does he have independent thought processes happening that are not controlled by her? Because he's really the only one who is Mm -hmm. questioning and how is he figuring out how to question and to even see, I mean, there's just so many different levels within WandaVision, but to see the two visions, having that conversation together in the library and having to work out, well, who, if neither of us are real, who is real and how does that work? And knowing that, he was going to have to, like the one was going to have to sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. And, but knowing that was like, he was willing to work for the greater good too. And to bring her back to that place as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, some of the most crazy, I mean, I will never forget the line that vision says. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I know. It's it, like hashtag. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's how many gifts and memes and everything is this on now? But when he looks at her and he says, what is grief if not love persevering? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I was a mess. Mm-hmm. I was a mess. Mm-hmm. I could cry right now oh, when you think about that. That was beautiful. And in the end, you see Wanda make a choice of love. Yeah true love not just yeah indulgent that she gets it you see her grief be processed her grief is processed in the end and now what is the question Mm -hmm. now what does she go on to do did it change her and make her evil did it change her and make her fight for the good I mean you don't know you don't know exactly which way she's going to go but you do have the feeling that the grief has finally been processed because of her sort of self-sacrificing decision yeah but so much led to that and you really walked with her through it and that line was so profound and that was when vision so that was before right that yeah that was that was a memory of her she was back at them kind of well and she was really when he said that to her that was when she was thinking of her brother like that was before vision was even gone or any of that you know yeah well, and the part where the two visions meet when they're debating about what's real and who's real. And one of them is all the, the brain circuits and the memory. And one of them is the brain circuits and the soul, you know, yeah. They, yeah. they have to kind of debate through like, what is more real? Like, yeah. What, who sacrifices here? What, what do we, you know, it, that was. Yeah. Well, that and was the humanizing so factor was the memories that he had yeah. to download to him to be like, okay, let's, let's pull the two together. And that, that makes it, that makes you be able to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was just crazy, crazy powerful to just even see the vision part of things and how at one point she was willing to even expand and take out even more people and more area in order to save what she was holding on to. And I mean, you can really so clearly see all of the different, what is it, seven or five steps of grief? I can't yeah. remember. You, yeah. Like you see all of them. You see the denial, you see the anger, you see that, like you see all of it throughout yeah. the series that was just like so powerful all the way to the acceptance. Mm-hmm. And even now. early on, like in episode four, when you finally start to get what's going on. And at that time, I still didn't know this, like the ultimate theme here was grief. I, yeah. I didn't get yeah. that, but you started to see what was happening. And I felt for her in the way of like wanting to micromanage and how exhausting that is to keep mm-hmm. up with her. 
because think of all the people that she's got to be in their mind. Like it was, she didn't know her power was that great, but also like that was a a huge task just to have the home front that she wanted with her children and her, like just to create that she had to micromanage to the point that she was exhausted, stressed. Um, yeah. it was fun yeah. to see that. And even that was like speaking to my heart, like, wow, yeah, that's not producing anything good. Even though she's got the outward manifestation of what she wants, it's not inwardly healing. Yeah. It's tearing her down. She's, she's struggling. You could see those moments where she wasn't keeping it all together. And yeah, just, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. Just, I loved how they paced it out. So you had no clue and you just putting things together along the way. And as you put things together, I think you identified with her more and more Mm -hmm. cared about her more and more to then find out. Yes. They do such a good job of making you piece together the puzzle. Yeah. And because they very well could have kind of spelled things out from the beginning and you could just follow along with the story and watch her journey. But when you become invested because you are trying to figure out what is happening over the course of nine weeks. I think that makes it so much more powerful as you are kind of having these realizations along with her. Yeah. She doesn't even know why what is happening is happening. And there are so many callbacks just within the series itself because you see the thing happen and then four episodes down the road, they're going to go back there and tell you that's what was happening at that moment that mm-hmm. makes it then make sense. You know, there are so many things like that that I just think they did a masterful, brilliant job, really, of putting together this kind of a script that is so circular and weaves so much into it. I just thought, especially for what they came out with with their very first series, was, was really powerful. Yeah, even just starting black and white. And when the color yeah. finally comes in in the object that it does. Yeah, yeah. Start to see, like, even that is just, they really took some risks to force their viewers to be patient and confused. Like, they let it rest. Yeah, like, they really okay. did. Yeah. Because, and there were some people like my dad, he was like, eh, I watched the first episode and it was just weird. And I'm like, no. You've got it. If you can just get through the first three episodes that they use to set everything up mm-hmm. and to think that they were only like 25 minute long episodes with 10 mm-hmm. minutes of credits, but to the, the amount that they were able to cover and really just succinctly get to where in the first few episodes, I think you're kind of going like, you're just wasting time. Like what are, what is even happening here? But then if you can get far enough into it, you're like, oh, that's why that was as powerful as it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just enjoyed those first three episodes on the value of the throwback. Like I just thought they, they stood alone. I thought they were kind of fun, even though my kids were really frustrated. I thought, well, I'm, I'm not sorry I watched that. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have to go past this. This is okay. <laughs> this is kind of fun. I found they were fun the first time and intriguing. When I went back and I tried to rewatch them with like a different kid or whatever, it was a little like, okay, I'm I'm bored now. Like I want to get to the meat of what's going on. But it was fun the first time to kind of like pull it all together and see what was going on. Yeah. So I guess that's all I have to say. I mean, I could probably go on more but I just I 
I just found it so powerful, all the different things from even them, like the whole time you're thinking that she stole Vision's body. And then to come to the realization that that wasn't what happened. And like that, but that also spoke to the level of the power that she actually has. That she didn't know she had. Yeah. Yeah. And and tying in other villains that you didn't Absolutely. really expect to see coming. And, and even how towards the edges of the city, like when Vision is going out and he's trying to get to the outer edges of it and you see the farther away from her that it gets kind of the more broken down and glitchy everything is. There was only so much that she could keep rolling within her sphere. You know, I just, I thought it was all really interesting and fun characters too bringing in Darcy from Thor and oh that was and yeah and those characters who are kind of able to do a little bit more of the well this is what's going on you know and you kind of needed that especially by episode four definitely I think we were kind of in her shoes of like her putting it all together so I just thought it was really well done now have you started Falcon and Winter Soldier no, we're going to do that all together. And that'll probably be, well, before this Friday, we'll do it. Okay. We're ready yeah. for Friday night. We started yesterday and yeah, I'm really curious. It's because it's very different. Obviously it's two guys and it's more battly kinds of stuff, but there's already a lot to grapple with where I was almost brought to tears in the first episode. Oh man, maybe we have to do like a follow-up. I know this might need to be like a new thing where we yeah, yeah. we digest Marvel shows because that first <laughs> Yeah. I mean that Bucky Winter Soldier, holy moly. I just stuff I didn't see coming where you were just like, oh no. Oh, just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. That makes total sense because you can just tell his character's tragic. Yeah. Everything about his character is going (sighs) to. Yeah. But even stuff that Sam is doing where he's trying to be really noble and then it gets so turned around and you just are heartbroken for him or the power that he thinks he has and it's not working out for him the way that he thought it would. I mean, I can't wait for you to watch it. You have to message me after you watch it. See, we had to get through. This was the. March Madness bracket. Oh, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. In fact, all day yesterday, I was glued oh. to TV watching the games and <gasps> I had different boys at different, you know, they had school. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you sure you need to do school today? Because I yeah. mean, March Madness. March Madness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was fun too. Like just to be in the backstories of the teams and the Cinderella teams and having somebody to root for and to cheer. And I mean, those adrenaline rushes with my boys. I just, I love that. I love that sports does that, you know, kind of unites you over a common team and that victory or that loss, that heartbreaking loss. And yeah. So lots of feels, lots of feels. So (laughs) many feels in so many different ways and things to connect with our kids about, but hopefully this, you know, was a fun little Marvel breakdown for you guys, but also encouragement to just like, keep finding the ways to connect with your kids over the things that they're interested in. And you might be surprised. You might be just as invested as they are Mm -hmm. and not see it coming and end up actually digesting these things with one of your dearest friends while you're grocery shopping, because that has happened. (laughs) That has happened. I distinctly remember being on Voxer with you and nearly crying in the middle of Safeway because our 
couldn't help but talk about Endgame because you'd finally seen it. Yeah, well, absolutely. And really primarily show up, show up. And if it's hard to show up because you don't care, make sure you bring a little chocolate for yourself or something, something fun and sweet. That's what we would do for our kids. So do that for yourself too, whatever it takes to show up. Yeah, yeah. I'm currently in the middle of bargaining over a, a gaming situation with someone else where I'm trying to convince them, all right, I will try to learn to game with you if you watch Downton Abbey with me. So oh, okay. I don't know how that's going to end up, but I really feel like we need to meet in the middle. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you go see if that boy of yours gets his cast off. Oh my gosh. Major stuff. We get the cast off and we either get a splint on or he's good to go based on the x-rays and he's bringing his hockey stick and his hockey glove in case the splint has to go on so he can still play this weekend it's just molded around the way he has to hold a stick I mean that's the kind of world I'm dealing with yeah yeah (laughs) never say die yeah crazy no. Well, he seems to bounce back pretty quickly and be kind of a miraculous healer. So it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. So we'll just we'll just hope for the best here. See what happens. Yep. Okay. Well, we will. If you guys enjoyed this mini, please let us know. If you want us to do further follow-ups on Marvel, you know clearly we've got a bit to say about it. So yeah, or tell us your conversations. Yeah. Or like you know, obviously this is something we enjoy. So yeah. if, if people have anything to add, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we'll be back next month with new minis. Talk to you later, Katie. Bye. All right, ladies, that's it for this episode. As always, you can swipe up in whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast to be able to get all of the show notes. If you haven't subscribed to the show, if this is just a one-off and you've heard it for the first time, I would love if you subscribe to it and you got to hear it week after week after week. And if you're curious about what other content that I am coming out with regularly, then you're going to want to also subscribe to my newsletter. It is called, well... Anyway, you can find it at mackenziecoppa.substack.com. And that's where every week I not only let you know what other content I have released that week, whether it's my five Friday favorites on the blog or it's over on Instagram or any other content that I am putting out there. But I also share things in that newsletter that I don't share anywhere else. And I have some really fun essays and writing and whatnot that you guys can come and join in on and have a conversation with me on. And I would love to just hear your perspective on things. It's a really fun place for us all to be able to talk together and have some community around some shared topics. So come over and subscribe to my newsletter, Well Anyway, at mackenziecoppa.substack.com. All right, you guys, until next week, I will be back with a solo show next week talking all about tracking. It's going to be about tracking our cycles, about tracking our relationships, about tracking our eating, anything that you want to track in your life. I've got some tips and tricks for how to do that and what you can glean from that to be really just taking notice and stock of things in your life and making changes that you want to make. So I will be back talking about that next week. And until then, go be bold and gracious.